Hello everyone, I am Lachlan Wachinski and I'm Emma Stapp. We are literary students at the Mississippi School of the Arts and we would like to thank you today for tuning into our podcast. We're here today in the literary room to discuss what makes a good female horror villain. We will be going over three specific characters from three different decades including Margaret White from Carrie, Annie Wilkes from Misery, and Pearl from Pearl and X. Starting off with Margaret White, she's from the book and then the movie Carrie. Carrie's basically about a teenage girl who discovers that she has the power of telekinesis and she uses it against anybody who has ever wronged her, bullies and things like that, and that includes her mother, Margaret White. The biggest bully of them all, for real. Exactly. So, you're the one who first brought up Margaret, that we should use her as a villain. What made you think of her? She is, she's just kind of very out there. She's one, like, if you think of the movie, you think of things that she has said. Because she's so bizarre. Right, that's true. I feel like when you think about Carrie, you think that Carrie is the villain, that she's the monster. Mm -hmm. But I've always kind of thought it was Margaret. Yeah, Carrie's just kind of like a victim, I feel, because she's been bullied by, like, everybody. Almost. She she don't have a dad. Right. Her mom is crazy. Bonkers. And then the girls at school are not very nice. Right. True. So, to really get into why Margaret is as bad as she is, you kind of have to talk about her background. She grew up in a family that owned, like, a roadhouse bar. And her dad died in the bar um, in a shooting that broke out there when she was pretty young. And from that point on, she got really attached to Christianity and became, like, almost a zealot, obsessively religious. And she met a guy, Ralph White, and he kind of shared her values. And they ended up having a child, but she did not want the child. She felt really guilty about being pregnant, and she never wanted the kid. And that's kind of what led to the events of Carrie. I think that that's a good thing to point out about that's just who she is about like how obsessive she is about her religion and I think that that is the most scariest thing about her is that the way that she weaponizes it against everybody like that is what she's all about that's what she lives breeds talks everything um and I feel like it's so obvious how that affects Carrie and how it has turned Carrie into who she is so she's not only a villain in the movie but she's a villain throughout her entire life right And I feel like she shames Carrie for the littlest things to the point where she doesn't feel comfortable talking to her at all. And that must have added a lot to her issues. And, you know, the thing about Margaret is that religion, we see it everywhere. Like, one of the introductions to her in the movie is her, like, going door-to-door talking about Jesus And everybody knows that that's who she is. That's what she does. It's like, ugh, here comes Margaret, you know? Yeah, she don't need to be knocking at my door. No. (laughs) And, like, that sounds like a good thing in theory. Yeah. But she takes it to this level that's, like, beyond the source material. Right. Like, she she has the script. She doesn't listen to the script. She's ad-libbing. She's ad-libbing. That's perfect. She's (laughs) ad-libbing big time. Yeah. Um, what's, What's your favorite line from her? My favorite is probably when she talks about, um, I think it's Adam. Adam was made from the rib of Eve. And no. 
Adam wasn't made from the rib of Eve. Eve was made from the rib of Adam. <laughs> Eve was made from the rib of Adam. And she lo- she unleashed the raven upon the world, and the raven was called sin. And she makes Carrie say it over and over again, the raven was called sin. Yeah, that moment is kind of unforgettable. Um, but one moment that was really unforgettable for me was um, the... Pimples are the Lord's way of chastising you. <laughs> that was out of pocket and, like, <laughs> caught me off guard. It's a good example of how she weaponizes everything against Carrie. Everything that could possibly be wrong, it's like, oh, God is punishing you. Right, and what did Carrie do? What did she do? Uh, exactly nothing. She existed. That's right. all she did. That's all she did. But you know who else exists? Who? Authors of really good books. That's so true. Authors like... Paul Sheldon. Paul Sheldon, the victim in our next movie that we're going to be talking about. Misery. Misery. Everybody knows, if you've seen Misery, Annie Wilkes is the main villain. She is kind of kind of cockadoodie crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, so pretty much, he gets into a car accident, and she happens to be the one to discover him. It was like fate. It was kind of crazy because that's her favorite author. She also happened to be a nurse, so she took him in and held him captive. She wanted to help him, but she also wanted to get her own benefit from it. Um, She wanted him to write a new series, a new addition to the series of books that she loved. Like, that was her favorite author. Um, And she does pretty unspeakable things to him. That's so true. She definitely does. So, Annie has quite the past, quite the history. Um, She had a pretty conventional childhood. She loved going to the movies. um, As we do. As we do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was kind of her thing. Pretty normal childhood. She was never super popular. Kind of homely, mousy, you know, as we do. As we do. (laughs) And um, she ended up going to nursing school, becoming a nurse, But that actually ended up being a safe space to harbor her homicidal tendencies that she had been battling with. Um, She actually started to kill her patients. And her kill count got up to around 70 before she called it quits and started living in her little remote home. Um, And when I think about Annie and the things that make her the scariest to me, like, are how obsessive she gets, what her personality traits are, and, like, her mood swings. Because one minute she'll be like, here, I'm getting you some medicine, this is this. Um, I'd really like it if you wrote this one thing about this one thing. My favorite character is Misery. And then the next minute she'll be like, you killed my Misery! Right, the next minute she's, like, standing over you while you sleep. Yeah, with a mallet. With a mallet, (laughs) exactly. That's what makes her so scary. You never know which Annie you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And one isn't that much better than the other. That's she's so arguably true. more scary when she's super nice. Yeah. Because it just feels artificial. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Very odd. Very odd. Um, speaking of odd, I believe that the quotes are... One of the best parts about her character is that everything she says is either really comedic or really dark and scary. Right. Stephen King, that's, like, probably his biggest gift as a writer is his ability to do comedic relief, and you're still, like, terrified. And I was. 
Right. We all were. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My favorite line that she had was, I think it went like, you're beautiful, you're brilliant, um, in the world, you're a man, you're a famous man of the world, and I'm not a movie star type. You don't know what it's like for someone like me to lose someone like you. Yeah. I love that one, and I always remember her saying it, because it sticks out so much to her insecurity, mm-hmm. which is something that she tries to hide, mostly through her physical actions, and that's thanks to Kathy Bates, who's, like, the best ever. Yeah, the casting was on point for that. Absolutely perfect. But it's nice to see her openly admit it. And my favorite line is one that you frequently ask me to say, with the accent... I love it. ...that I do very poorly. You do it very well. Okay. He didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car. <laughs> now, let's move on and pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> we don't have to, but let's do that. Um, our next our next very, very, very sane woman is Pearl. <laughs> She's the main character of her namesake film. Um, in the movie, she kind of struggles with the burden of having to take care of um, the farm that she lives on with her mother and father while her husband is at war. And her father is, um, he's wheelchair bound and he's not able to do a lot of things. So that puts a lot of um, responsibility on her and her youth. Um, and in her youth, she has one goal. She wants to be famous. She wants to be a star. Um, and she will do anything to get to that point. Yep. And that's one of my favorite things about that movie that I have to mention is the time period. I think it's so cool that she's not necessarily wanting to be in movies or like a singer or things that we want now. She wants vaudeville. She -hmm. just wants to get out there and perform and she wants people to know her name. And I think that's an interesting concept that we've kind of lost in the new age. Mm -hmm. But... She's authentic. She's that is what very she is. Authentic. And, and she's a go-getter. She is. She goes and she gets stuff, she's man. She's motivated. She is. And obsessively motivated. Right. Um, frankly, I, I hate to say it, but she might be the best dancer that I've ever seen. I don't know how many dancers you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot, but she is one of them. She's up there. That's, yeah, she's okay. up there on the list. She certainly has moxie. Yeah, and like some of the other uh, women we've talked about, she's very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like, she she could be swinging an axe at you for being blonde. Right. Or she could, like, say that um, she really likes the dress that you're wearing. And she wants to take it from you. But, you know. You just never know what's going to come you next. You never know. Or she flashes you that great Mia Goth smile. Oh, yeah. That just makes your insides curl. Yeah. Or she introduces you to her boyfriend that is a scarecrow. That's um. a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. Or her best friend who's a gator. Yeah, the gator. The gator is probably the second best character from this The second film. best dancer? <laughs> the dancer. Imagine that, though. Like, okay. Let's, we got off track. Um, <laughs> The scariest thing about Pearl, what do you think is the scariest thing? Probably, I think it's so easy for her to, like, put on, a, like, kind of a mask and present herself mm-hmm. as, like, a naive, cute, confused girl. But she's very smart. She's mm-hmm. wicked smart, and every move she makes is calculated. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, that reminds me of when she's going in for the audition, that scene. Um, when she's outside, she's very focused. She's doing what she has to do. She's 
kind of being passive aggressive with her Mm sister-in-law and when she gets in there she's like a whole different person she's like red cheeks rosy big smiles i'm gonna do this amazing dance and you're gonna be so impressed yeah and i was changes we all were (laughs) we all were (laughs) her whole demeanor changes and again testament to mia goth she is crushing it in the horror genre right now all the actresses on this list Mm -hmm. are magnificent and they're why we chose these characters is Mm -hmm. because of how they portrayed them and how well they did it since emma was so gracious about um the cockadooty car impression um i agreed to try to do a pearl one so here it goes i'm a store you don't understand i'm a store (laughs) yeah she's a grocery store (laughs) that that was excellent that was excellent and for mine i took a bit more of a serious route i'm gonna be reading it because it's kind of lengthy but i just think it really sums up how great the dialogue is in x and pearl and how well written she is as a character put the thinking caps on put them on sometimes i wake up in the middle of the night and a fear washes over me because what if this is it what if this is right where i belong i'm a failure i'm not pretty or naturally pleasant or friendly i'm not smart or funny or confident I'm exactly what Mama says I was. Weak. But I don't know why. What did I do? Why wasn't my family like yours? I hate what it feels like to be me and not you. I'm so scared that when you finally come home, you'll see me and be frightened like everyone else is. I know what I've done. Bad things. Terrible. Awful. Murderous things. That that from the ending uh, monologue that she has, it was just like the perfect way to end. Which is why we chose her right. to end our and segment. I think, I think that pretty much sums up all three of them. It was. It was great. Before we close out this episode, we have a few trivia questions we would like to share with you. Feel free to let us know which ones you get right or get wrong. First up, in Misery, the typewriter is missing a letter. Which letter is it? I'll give you five seconds. Five Four, three, two, one. The letter is N. For number two, in Carrie, Carrie is a simple nickname. What is Carrie's full name? Five seconds. Her full name is Carietta. Number three, in Pearl, what's the name of the alligator that she almost fed her father to? It's Theta. Theta the Gator. Theta the Gator. All right. Well, once again, thank you all for tuning in. This has been such a fun and refreshing experience for both of us. We hope you all had as much fun as we did, and we encourage you to tune in to the other episodes that are soon to come out.